what would life be like if you made the no-nonsense decision to really, truly, finally be enough? And what are some ways that you can remind yourself that you can step back into that decision? Because you're going to have to decide it every single day. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're talking about a really an answer to a question I get most often, whether it's through emails, through DMs, or on discovery calls. And that is some form of fashion of how do I find my self-worth outside of achievement and or perfectionism? Basically, how do I start feeling really effing good about myself when I'm not achieving things every freaking day or feeling like I'm not enough unless I'm achieving things? And I finally received this question in an email that was, it was so beautifully worded. Thank you so much. You know who you are. And I thought it was so fantastic. And she requested this being a podcast episode. And I was like, oh my God, duh. Yes, let's totally do this. So thank you very much. Again, you know who you are. But I want to first address the the real elephant in the room when it comes to this topic. And that is, look, we're a society that praises hard work. We're a society that praises climbing the corporate or the career ladder, hitting major milestones like getting married, having kids, getting engaged. Um, it's so much hammered into us that you are celebrated, you are noticed, you are praised and loved when you are hitting those milestones, when you are doing the hard work. And it's so much so that just being okay with who you are on a daily basis feels kind of impossible. It's not, because this is exactly what I work on with my one-on-one clients and I make sure they don't feel this way, but when we're just going through life on autopilot, kind of like on the conveyor belt, even though it doesn't feel like all of us are, it can really drive home this idea of I am not enough unless I'm achieving constantly. So this is really what we're going to be addressing today. I'm going to give you about five different areas that you can focus on or do exercises in that will really drive home this idea of I am enough no matter where I am on the achievement scale, if you will. But before we dive into the meat, I want to share a quick special announcement with you all. So I have opened up 
three spots in my one-on-one coaching program. And I want to just go ahead and tell you, this is a rarity because my program has always either been at capacity or has just about one spot available maximum. But I really wanted to serve more people. So I shifted some things around in my schedule and we were able to make this happen. Hooray. So these spots are for people who have been that high achieving perfectionist there whole adult life will say they feel like unless they're constantly achieving, they're not fulfilled or they're unfulfilled in one specific area like romantic or dating or lifestyle, health, business, professional, so on and so forth, that it feels like that one specific area, that unfulfillment there is bleeding into everything else, making them feel unfulfilled, unhappy. So really, this is for people who feel like they're doing everything right and yet they're still not thrilled with their life. So if this sounds like you, or honestly, if it sounds like someone you know, let's chat. Go ahead and schedule a free 30-minute discovery call with me where we'll discuss really what feels like it's missing for you. We'll do some on-the-spot coaching so you leave with next action steps, no matter if you sign on as a client or not. That's really the important thing for me out of these calls for you. So if this sounds like you, sign up for one of those free calls by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com and click the discovery call button on the menu bar. I will go ahead and let you guys know, these discovery call spots do fill up and my three open spots will fill up. So if this sounds like you, I highly recommend getting on my calendar sooner rather than later. So let's dive into the episode, shall we? So let's dive into the episode meat question topic, shall we? Um, Really, I want to start with my journey into, as cheesy as it sounds, my journey into loving myself outside of achievement. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a human. There are some times where it's like, ooh, did I achieve enough today? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't subscribe to that kind of behavior or thinking anymore. Let's shift some things around. We know the drill. But there was a time in my life where I used to wear that overachievement, over um, success badge like a freaking medal of honor every single day. It was all I found myself worth in. It was so much so that when people would ask me like, hey, how you doing? Or hey, what's new? I would just start listing my achievements of the month. And by the way, it would take me a minute to think of them because I so rarely celebrated them. Because they were just kind of like, oh, God, okay, that was one thing, but now it's on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And it never really felt like it was enough, no matter what. And I thought that when I started my own business, especially being a life coach at the very beginning, I was like, oh, this feeling will totally go away because, you know, life coaches never have issues in their mindset, right? Wow, is that not true? Um, But we know how to deal with them, which is a big, big blessing. But so when I started my own business, I was like, this is totally going to take care of itself. And it didn't, obviously. It exacerbated probably this like 10 times. It (laughs) exasperated this feeling about 10 times. And it was always about hitting a new business milestone, a revenue goal, opening up a new branch of my business, a new course, a new um, free offer, uh, filling out my funnel more, et cetera, et cetera. And it still never felt like enough. I'm going to really hone in on this because a lot of new business owners, I see this very often with my clients, is you're scrolling through social media or you're scrolling through what a business quote unquote should look like and there's so much you could do in a business and there's so many people on social media saying this is the quote unquote 
right way, do this or bust. If you're not making the money, it's because of this issue, fix this issue, and then you'll be raking in six figures. To be honest, it's bullshit. Everyone is going to have a very different opinion and a very different journey when it comes to business. That's why I personally recommend always working with coach if you can at the very beginning or when you're as soon as you're able to truly um cuz then you just don't have to do all those hoops and figuring it out for yourself. You get to have someone really personalize everything for you. I digress. But I wasn't doing that at the very beginning and I noticed that I was trying to do it quote unquote all and I was tired. I was burnt out and I was feeling like I was just drowning, to be honest. And so much so that I finally started noticing this pattern of behavior. It was not helping me move quicker. It was not helping me achieve more. It was not helping me feel good or fun or any of the reasons I actually started up my own business. It was really just driving me into the ground. And I realized I wasn't enjoying the life I worked so damn hard for. So I knew I needed to switch something up. And I did all five of the things at different times that we're going to talk about today. I feel like that's very important to note. I did not do all five of these at the same time. I implemented one, then I stacked another on, and then I stacked another on, and then one dropped off, and I stacked it back on, and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that's important to note. You do not need to do all five of these, but do one and watch yourself flourish. It's really fucking cool. So a lot of people live by the model, like, when I achieve this, then I'll be happy. Um, But by the time they achieve the this they were working so hard for, there's already a new measuring stick. There's already a new, when I achieve that, then I'll be happy. And it feels like no matter how much you do, it will never be enough. So before I get into the five exercises, the five tools that we're going to talk about today, I want to tell you there's an overall theme. And that is, you are enough right here and now. If you just let that go in one ear and out the other, or if you rolled your eyes, or if you said, yeah, 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 but tell me how, tell me the strategy to feel this way. Stop whatever you're doing and listen. You are enough right here and now, not when you achieve that thing, not because you achieve that thing. Stop it. You are enough. You are breathing. You are enough here and now in this present moment that you are ignoring because you're looking at the next big thing you're trying to tackle. You are enough right here and now. That is how you find your self-worth outside of perfectionism and achievement. Now, it's not going to just flip a switch and be like, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm enough. (laughs) No, it's a daily practice. You don't just go to the gym, do a crunch, and you suddenly have a six-pack. You have to go daily and daily and daily. Take your rest days. Take your rest days. And build your way to that. You have to try different things, try different machines, add more weights onto them. You have to try switching up your diet or your exercise. You're probably going to want to change up your mental health also. There's so many different aspects to creating that six pack that it's just, it's not just this one thing and then you're done. Stop demanding that of enoughness from you. It is a daily, I'm not going to even say, it's a lifetime practice. It's a lifetime commitment to believing that you are enough. But let me go ahead and tell you, your life is a hell of a lot more fun when you believe you're enough. You achieve a hell of a lot more 
when you believe you're enough because you're not trying to do everything. You're not trying to be everywhere. You have more energy because you're not mentally beating yourself up all the time. More people want to hang out with you. It's just true. People like hanging out with happy people. You attract more people into your life that are living life at the level that you want to be living at. It is so huge for you all to understand this. Chasing achievement after achievement after achievement, it all comes from a place of lack. I will only be happy when. I'll finally feel like I'm enough when. It's basically this presupposition of all this is I'm not enough now, but I'll be enough then. But since we've glorified this behavior in society, it doesn't feel like lack, even though it is. It almost feels like I'm important because I feel this way. I'm prideful. And sometimes I'm very prideful because I feel this way. It is an addiction. I'll go ahead and tell you. I have talked to people who were not ready to hear this and (laughs) they've done pretty, pretty much everything except for hang up with the phone on me. But here's why this is important to understand and get through your head. Yes, it feels like you're important because you achieve things constantly. Yes, it feels like if you release the reins and stop overachieving and stop moving a thousand miles an hour that you're going to be lazy or you're going to fall behind or you're not going to achieve as much so then where your self-worth is going to go. But that's the question we're answering here. Your self-worth does not lie in how much you achieve every single day or in a year. There's a great quote by Tony Robbins that says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. I'm going to say this again because I think this is a really cool quote. Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So how do we find this I am enough attitude? Let's talk about these five ways. Number one, you got to make the sentence I am enough compelling for you. There's some people who will say the phrase I am enough and it means nothing to them because it's not in their language. There's a reason why I walk a lot of my clients through this exercise. It's basically a visualization where I have them close their eyes and picture their life a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, three months from now. It depends on the person. But picturing their life X amount of time from now and living a day in the life and excuse me, let me be clear, living a day in the ideal life of this person, letting them really flourish in this and having them pass by a mirror or um, look at their reflection in some capacity and just really take in what this ultimately fulfilled, happy, joyful, fun person looks like. What do they say to themselves? What do they believe about themselves? What would they say to this version of themselves doing the visualization right now? And here's the cool part. They will always, I'm I'm dead serious when I say 100% of the time I've done this exercise, people will look in the mirror in their visualization and they will say their own compelling version of I am enough. It's whatever it looks like for them. I've heard people say, I am capable. I can do anything I set my mind to. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am a smart, independent woman. Um, I am lovable. 
all these different things, but it's their version of I am enough, but it's in their words. In business, we always talk about your ideal client avatar, your ideal customer avatar, ICA for short. And you talk about really getting clear on what your ICA's language is. They're probably not saying, you know, I'm feeling unfulfilled in my prefrontal cortex every single day and I'm not feeling like my achievement is meeting my basal ganglia standard. No, no, they're not saying that. Even though me as coach, I kind of see how that might be the case. It's not, if I said it like that, people would be like, the fuck are you talking about, Baker? Like, I don't know what that means. So instead, we get in their own language. What does it look like for them to not feel like they're enough? It's the same thing with your affirmations, with your belief systems, with your enoughness. So stop, if, if an affirmation, or I, I, I truly don't love affirmations, I'm going to be honest, I call them that because it's kind of the buzzword that people attach a lot to. They're really, I believe in incantations. I'm going to say they're very different. Affirmations are like, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. If I just say it enough, then I will finally believe it. I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. It's not enough if you just say it. Your brain's going to be like, oh, God, this shit again. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Like, have you ever studied for a test that you did not give any shits about the subject matter? That's kind of what affirmations can sometimes be like. When they turn into incantations, they are in your language. They're in your body. You say them out loud. You get your breath involved. You get your physical movement involved. And it actually programs itself into your nervous system like I don't know the exact percentage but it's like somewhere up against like 150 times faster and I think that's hella worth it it's basically putting yourself in a peak energy to believe that you are enough you are capable you are loved you are smart you are intelligent whatever your word is so make it compelling for you stop trying to fit yourself in a mold that you think is right quote unquote because it's what social media says or it's what the personal development gurus say make it your own personal development is personal and that's i'm really hammering this in today but to be honest that's why i like working one on one with a coach because that's how i start to understand what i need personally you are not a one size fits all at all at all. Like, and a lot of the personal development information out there kind of leans into that. So if you're able to do it, like have a coach of your own, please, for the love of God, get one. And a lot of them do those free discovery calls. So you can kind of do a little test of the waters. Like I said, mine are in the show notes. You can find a link to that, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com to click the discovery call button to sign up for one. But regardless if it's me or not, get personal help because it's always going to hit deeper. Two, get out of your norm. And more specifically, get out of your comfort zone. Here's what I mean by this. What would it be like to try something completely new that you've never done or you haven't done since childhood without the idea that you're going to become a master at it, the best at it, or turn it into a side business? I want you to really think about that for a second. What would it be like to try something totally new, something that you're just like, that looks like fun, without the idea that you can use it for personal achievement gain? This is basically doing something entirely for you and for no one else. It feels weird. It feels um, 
inefficient, I'll call it. But if you want to stop chasing achievement after achievement after achievement, you're going to need to find out who you are when you're not in achievement mode. I think a great way to do that is to get yourself completely out of your normal. Everything in your daily routine right now is probably conditioning more. I won't say everything, but probably 90% of your daily routine right now is conditioning that I'm not enough unless I do X. I'm not enough unless my whole to-do list is done today. By the way, it's five years of worth, five years worth of to-do items. There's so much power, excitement, weirdness in doing something for no other reason than to just try it and not trying to be the best at it right away. This is the thing I see perfectionists fall into a lot is that they feel like in order to do something, they they must be the best at it. They must be the best in their field. They must be masters of it right away. And if they're not, well, shit, then they need to try harder or master it and then they'll be enough. Or if they're not right away, then, oh God, I'm not good at this. It's just further proof that I'm not enough. Just kind of depends on who you are, but it normally falls into those two categories. But again, I'm going to say this again. If you want to stop chasing achievements after achievements, you're going to need to find out who you are when you're not in achievement mode. So get out of your comfort zone. Again, it feels weird. It feels wildly inefficient. Sometimes it even feels like you're wasting time. But if your goal is to find self-worth outside of achievement mode, then you better get yourself out of achievement mode, period. Are you running around trying to achieve your goals, but feel like you're accomplishing nothing and making no progress? Or are you approaching every task on your to-do list with the urgency of a house fire causing you to burn out quickly? Or are you beating yourself up because you're not where you want to be and you're constantly telling yourself you're behind? Or are you overwhelmed by your big goals and it's causing you to procrastinate on what you really truly want? If I just added you in any way, hear me on this. You are not alone. And it's for those exact reasons why I created Goal Smasher my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals, create and implement an overwhelm-free plan, and learn the secret for keeping your motivation high and consistent. And now, Goal Smasher is live and available to everyone. By the way, this is the exact technique that has led my clients to starting and going full-time in their dream businesses, being featured on top publications, hitting record-breaking monthly revenues, going from unemployed to making over six figures, losing 80 pounds in under a year, moving across the country to their dream state, receiving their doctorate, making healthier lifestyle choices that add up to big energy boosts, and so much more. With Goal Smasher, you will get a crystal clear plan for what you want, create a strategy on exactly how to get there. Plus, you'll learn the secret sauce for how to stay motivated and fulfilled, not just until you reach the finish line, but throughout the whole process. The best part, Goal Smasher is a tool you can use over and over and over and over again with each new goal you have. Goal Smasher is available now, check it out by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher or click the link in the description. Now, back to the episode. 
Number three, get curious. Kind of challenge your thoughts in a very non-judgmental way. This is a lot easier said than done. I will happily admit. Um, I think it's Abraham Hicks who talks about like the gentle observer. Um, I think it's actually a lot of spiritual teachers who talk about this, but I know I've heard it a lot from Abraham Hicks. This gentle observer is basically someone who does not shame you for feeling a some way. It's someone who basically says, huh, that's interesting you feel that way. Why? Or is that really true? Let's talk about it. But it's in this completely non-judgmental way. I've even had clients go as far as naming their gentle observer. And it can be like, uh, um, like, oh, this is Deborah. Deborah is the um, librarian. I'm going to get so stereotypical here. I apologize, guys. The librarian with her hair pulled back and she's got the nice clean outfit on. She has the glasses and she's like kind of pushing up her glasses. And she says, hmm, why do you think it is that you feel that way? can also be like a therapist, a really traditional, if you want to look at like very traditional stereotypical therapists. Obviously, I know that is not how all librarians or therapists are. Don't at me. But if we see the gentle observer and we have a name for them, we have almost like an identity for them, it's a lot easier to step into that character. So here's why having the gentle observer is really important. Notice what comes up when you say, I can take things one step at a time, or I don't have to live like everything's an emergency. What thoughts fight back? What limiting beliefs fight back? Write them down. And from the gentle observer, debunk them. If your brain says, okay, you know what? I don't have to live like everything's an emergency. What are you talking about? How are you going to get things done? Like what you're going to fall behind. You're going to get lazy. You're going to become totally worthless. You're going to become mediocre. If you notice those words come up, get curious about them. Are you really going to become mediocre if you start living like everything's not a fucking house fire? No. You're not. In fact, you're probably going to do a lot more of the things that are important to you and a lot less of the shit you don't care about. So a lot of the times our limiting beliefs are those like like troll thoughts that fight back. A lot of the times they're just trying to keep us safe. They're just trying to keep us in our comfort zone. They're just trying to keep us uh, alive, to be honest. It's kind of a default survival mechanism of ours which is why they're so powerful. We will do anything to keep ourselves alive. It's kind of a human thing. But a lot of the times those beliefs, those words, they're not really true. But because they happen in such a split second and our brain is so used to following them, we will. So the way to kind of pop out of them really is to start getting curious about them. Number four, gratitude. Gratitude, 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 gratitude. Stop skipping this step if you are, please. If you are in a state of lack, I'm not enough unless, I am only happy when, those are states of lack. Gratitude is the opposite of lack. Gratitude is have. Gratitude is grateful for the things you have in your life. So, To be honest, people skip the step so often because they don't see those instant benefits from it as much. And maybe they'll try it for a few days or a few weeks or whatever, and then they'll finally say, you know what, like, 
oh, I could spend five minutes doing my gratitude, but I have a lot more important things to do. So I'll just do it later. And of course you never fucking do it later. We're human beings. We are always looking to the next thing. So I, I just, I want to really hammer this in because I think that this is important. And yes, personal development is personal. You can make gratitude personal to you, but overall gratitude is the one-stop shop for stopping yourself from feeling like crap all the time. This is the biggest game changer, flat out, seriously, when it comes to finally start believing that you are enough. Because if you start to believe that you have these beautiful moments in your life every single day, wow, what a difference in an energy shift. So you can do gratitude through a visualization practice, like closing your eyes, putting your hand on your heart for 90 seconds and thinking about three things you're grateful for. You can do a written out practice where you write out things that you're grateful for. You can um, tell your partner or your friend or your roommate you know what, these are the things I'm grateful for. You can have a gratitude buddy who you text every single night saying, these are the things I'm grateful for from today. The important thing is to just flip and do it. It does not matter how you do it. I've seen it work a million and a half different ways for a million and a half different people. No one's gratitude practice, it's a light, It's a lot like a morning routine. No one's gratitude practice is a one-stop shop or a like end-all be-all. Everyone's is gonna look a little different but you have to please start doing it. And I'm not going to say like you, the fact that you haven't done it means you're stupid. No, we do not shame people here for not having done something. We have all been doing the best we can with the tools that we have. But now what I'm saying is if this is something you are really serious about stepping out of, getting into that like self-worth outside of perfectionism and achievement, honestly, Gratitude's the best place to start, seriously. So I'll tell you what my gratitude practice is. Every night before going to bed, I write down three things I did that day and three things I'm grateful for that day. They're sometimes the same list, sometimes they're a little bit different. But the reason I like to do this is because it rewires my brain that says, you did enough today. Like it reminds me of all that I did today because a lot of the times we'll lay down and think of all the things on our to-do list we didn't do that day and beat ourselves up and feel like we didn't do anything even though we were running around like a chicken with our head cut off. I did that for a lot of years. I was done with it. So I started doing this exercise and I love it. Then I write down the three things that I'm grateful for that day. That's very specific because over time, it's not instant, but over time, my brain has rewired to start looking through my day as I'm living it and be like, ooh, that's something I can write down for. And then I get to feel gratitude twice for this one thing. And it's amazing. I love it. So don't go into a gratitude practice expecting an instant turnaround. It's like meditation. It takes a long time to finally see the benefits from it. It's like eating healthy. It's like drinking water. It's like starting to put collagen in your morning coffee. You're going to have to wait a while to see these benefits. And in a world where we can do a Google search and get billions and billions of results in 0.000005 nanoseconds, yeah, it's going to feel a little different, right? It's going to feel like it's in it for the long haul, but it is so worth it. And then last but not least, number five, remind yourself over and over and over and over and over again that you are enough 
damn it. And why you are making this conscious choice to believe. So here's the deal. You at some point in your life have done something, made a decision to do something different and stuck with it. Maybe you opened your own business. Maybe you went vegan or paleo or keto or whatever. Maybe you moved across the country. Maybe you decided to finally stop dating losers and only date a different type of person who made you feel good and wanted and loved, etc., etc., etc. We've all made decisions that take our, our lives in a 90-degree turn. So you've done this before. Believing that you are enough is all just making a flipping decision. But if you decided to finally go vegan, the first few weeks of probably the first few months of veganism, you had to make a lot of very conscious choices. But eventually those choices just got easier and easier and easier. It is the same thing with finally believing you are enough. So what would life be like if you made the no-nonsense decision to really, truly, finally be enough? And what are some ways that you can remind yourself that you can step back into that decision? Because you're going to have to decide it every single day, every single day for the rest of your life. Just eventually it gets easier to make that decision. It's just like... um one of my favorite, I don't think it's a quote, I think it's just like a lesson on romantic relationships is like, you don't get into one and just like, you're in love, woohoo, it's easy, you never have to think again, it's just like autopilot for the rest of your life. No, every single morning, you wake up and choose to love that person. Some days it's easier than others, you know, but No matter what, you wake up and choose to love that person. So why can't you wake up and choose to love yourself every damn day? You've done this before. You've made a 90 degree decision in your life before. Don't expect this to change overnight. Perfectionists. (laughs) Don't expect it. Know that this is going to take time, but truly with enough repetition, it works. It happens. You can change your day-to-day view of yourself. It really just takes one step at a time, one decision at a time, one conscious moment at a time. So if you are truly someone who listened to this and you were like, you know what, I either need outer accountability or I need things way more personalized to myself, or I just need someone to talk this shit through, Please utilize one of these three open spots I have in my coaching program. This is what they are there for. So hop on that free 30-minute call with me. This is this exact work is what I help my clients do weekly, daily, truly, because we have Voxer Access where they have unlimited access to me constantly. So everyone is different. They're going to need personal tweaks. You are not the exception. You are also someone who needs personal tweaks here. I only have these three spots open for now, and they I will tell you, they will get filled. So sign up for that 30-minute call ASAP. The Again, the link is in the show notes, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com and find that discovery call link in the top bar. But before we say goodbye on this beautiful mid-April Tuesday, let's finish up with some segments. Number one, how was I imperfect this week? 
Oh God, so much. Um, <laughs> you know what? For a long time in my business, I've been putting off doing um, a full-blown branding shoot. I have been just kind of skating by with some photos I've gotten from a few years ago. And I was like, you know what? Like my business has massively up-leveled. I need the look of it too as well. It finally got to that point. Note here that when I started my business, I started with shitty ass photos. I did not let that stop me from from pressing publish, from getting my first few clients. Like this is something that I finally said, like, you know what? I'll get that done eventually when I'm in the place of it. And I had been putting it off and putting it off because I was just like, I don't really know. Like I like this photographer. I like this photographer. And then finally, the most wonderful photographer came up out of the blue. She actually did my engagement photos and I didn't know she did brand photography. So I was so excited. And I finally hit the plug. So I was like, ooh, yay, we're going for it. So actually this upcoming Saturday, we're doing the shoot. So if you want to, well, it'll this episode will come out after, after the shoot has happened. But photos to come, friends. We'll just call it that. And then last but not least, the goal to celebrate is I just recently took time off to visit with my little one-year-old nephew. He is adorable. He laughs while he's on the swings. My heart melts and I cry. But one of the things I, I get kind of frustrated with, I'll call it that, is business owners online will always seem to like gloat about how much time they take off or they only work two hours a day and so on and so forth. And it's almost like unless you're doing this, then you're not really a business owner. And I I don't like that. To be honest, that's not really me. I love what I do and I do it a lot. I like kind of the nine to five working hours. That really works well for me. Now I do have the freedom to take off whenever I want and I have very hard and fast boundaries in place because I need to protect my energy too. But one of the things that is very important to me is to be able to take guilt-free time off. And that took a lot of practice. And it just so happens that April is a month that I'm taking a lot of time off for um, my future sister-in-law's wedding, for my nephew being in town, and a few other odds and ends here and there. So This is a reminder for you that your goals will still be there if you take a day off. Your business will still be okay and maybe even better if you step away for a minute to recharge. This is important. You get to put your mask on first, people. So I am celebrating the fact that that guilt-free time off has really sunk in and I am definitely a better business owner. I'm a better coach and honestly just a better partner, human friend because of it. You all, thank you so much for listening today. As always, a huge thank you to Ariel Villafan. She is just my heart and soul and the podcast producer and editor. This show would truly not be available if it was not for her. She's amazing. Check her out. She's incredible. You can also rate and review the show. By the way, this is the best thing you can do to give your fellow podcasters a hug. It doesn't matter what podcast you're listening to. It takes two seconds to hit that five-star button or to write a little love note in those review boxes, but it really helps new people find the show. Or if you want to go above and beyond because you're an (coughs) overachiever, then go on to social media, share it with a friend or share it on your stories or whatever. And don't forget to tag me so I can reshare it and give you a very big virtual hug. But no matter what, just getting the show out there is not a one-person job. It really takes a village. So if you guys have done that or if you're thinking about doing that for this episode, just so you know, I love you. I kiss you. Thank you. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to check out Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals, create an overwhelm-free plan, and learn the secret for keeping your motivation consistent and high. Check it out by going to the link in the show notes or by searching lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher. Also take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.